Hi, friends. My name is Paige. I'm Morgan. And this is Girl Girl Manufactured. Manufactured. Listen or cringe along with us as we look back at music from the it girls, wannabes, and victims of the tween idol industrial complex. Which icons broke the mold and which sitcom starlets turned forgotten pop stars still deserve their flowers. Our credentials were two queer millennials who were raised on aunts Disney, Nickelodeon, and MTV. I work in communications now, but I'm a graduate of a performing arts high school and a recovering singer-songwriter. And I'm a creative writer and professional advertising demon. Today on Girl Manufactured, we review Miranda Cosgrove's About You Now single and her debut full-length album, Sparks Fly. Wake up, the members of my nation. Oh. You don't understand that reference, Morgan. Oh, then you clearly oh, haven't watched enough iCarly. I yeah, I can't sing, but you the wake up, my members of my nation. Do 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 do. It's right, an but, incredible theme song, you which she recorded. It, but you know, it wasn't by choice that I didn't watch these things. I didn't have cable growing up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you found a way to watch Hannah Montana. So that was because that's what my friends were into. So if I was over their house, mm. it would be on. They weren't they weren't Nick I Chicks. Was, <laughs> if that's what they were called, no. I was like I was living vicariously through my friends. So whatever they liked, I liked. All right. This is this is a good place to start. Yeah. Is she's a Taurus. Miranda Cosgrove uh-huh. is a Taurus. She was born May 14th, 1993. Oh, she's a Taurus, even better. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see why she's so grounded now, even though she was a child star. It's all thanks to her yeah, astrology it, placement. Speaking of which, we were only a few months apart in age. So it really feels like I grew up with her. I really saw myself reflected back on screen, <laughs> especially <laughs> because I definitely thought she was mixed and just light skin. I was like, oh, a halfy like me or something. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not the only one. Other people thought she was either Asian or Latina, and she oh, ac- she actually had to address it on oh, Twitter. Wow. I she ended it with like a little smiley face. I can't <laughs> find it in my notes right now, but it was basically like, "Oh, I'm like French, Irish, well, something else." It was just like it was all white. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, somebody found this, and they have an image and everything that her great grandmother was Mexican. Ah. So, like, they, they, someone really did some digging. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I felt I felt represented. What I want to mention is that her career was obviously mostly acting, and it started mm-hmm. pretty young. Um, she was three years old. Wow, when she was discovered in a <laughs> restaurant in L.A. Yeah, where she because she lived in, <laughs> and I think did she live in Hollywood even? But how um, creepy is that to discover a three year old? Yeah, that's creepy. Uh, yeah, I guess when you think about child stardom, it is all around yeah. kind of like creepy and exploitative. Um, yeah, so she was singing and dancing around a table, and they're like, "This kid's got it." Um, like I could point you to twenty million kids that do that, d- right? It's that's nothing special. Da- <laughs> like it's what? Like, it's just no what offense. kids do. No, <laughs> but like, no offense to Miranda Moore. So the Miranda Moore agent. <laughs> More so. Oh, I think you're saying like, <laughs> like instead of, I think you're confusing Mandy Moore and Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> and then a lot of us first saw her in yeah. School of Rock 2003. Oh, so good. That was her like real big acting debut. And 
she was about 10. Aww. She was so little. Um, then she became a household name with Drake mm-hmm. and Josh. And that ran on Nickelodeon from 2004 to 2007. Wow. And basically went right into iCarly. So she was steadily acting as a child. And iCarly ran for six seasons. It was Emmy nominated and everything. She was only 14 when it premiered. But then she was 19 when it ended. Miranda Cosgrove actually sang with Drake Bell. Um, But I mean, she was close with him because of Drake and Josh. But she did the theme song for iCarly. And it was so freaking catchy mm-hmm. like i still i don't know if it's just purely nostalgia but like i still enjoy that song yeah um so that was to what 2007 so that was her like real first start mm-hmm. with i think recording music cool wow how much money did she get per episode oh shit i should have written that down but enough because 2012 guinness world records highest paid child actress more than miley cyrus I mean, this was 2012. I mean, yeah, I'd have to think when. Oh, that's a good point. I I feel like iCarly felt cooler than Hannah Montana in a way. Um, you really need to watch iCarly. But I think it. Because Nickelodeon. <laughs> so years old, you need to watch iCarly. You do. Well, Nickelodeon. It was a cultural reset. <laughs> I mean, I don't know it's, about all that, but it was. It was. It was the zeitgeist. <laughs> say you like guys all the time you say it a lot like you introduced me to it it's my most used z word (laughs) yeah and you introduced me to it well you're welcome thank you that's a vocabulary lesson have you learned a word from me that isn't like italian slang oh then probably not (laughs) what's the word you're gonna say (laughs) maroon Oh, Lord, it's my little spicy it. Italian meatball. It's the way you say it. <laughs> Is that not how you say it? Maron. Maron. You gotta roll the R. I can't do that. Are you even doing that? Now I'm gonna overthink <laughs> it. Can you fully roll your R's? Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you cannot roll your R's. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Hannah Montana versus. Oh, because Disney felt. Like, that's what babies watched, right? Even though I was that kid. But I feel like Nickelodeon mm. felt cooler in that way. Like, remember Dan Schneider? <clears throat> but he was like, oh, yeah, the Victoria Justice kids are drinking and stuff. Like, they party. I feel like Disney <laughs> Disney had more of the goody two-shoes vibe is what I'm saying. Whereas iCarly felt, like, cooler. It was something that, like, guys watched, too. Like, I think it was, like, mm-hmm. if you were a boy who watched Hannah Montana, like, I feel like you were would have been more likely to get made fun of. So it's just a bunch mm. of, like, weird sexist shit. But I see like, what you're saying. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I loved iCarly more than I watched man, watched Hannah Montana, but I did enjoy it. So, yeah, she was she was making bank. And that was in 2012, though. But let's rewind two years. Rewind. <laughs> rewind. If you know what that's from, you I'm should sorry. follow our podcast because you're one of us. I was going to say sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Lin-Manuel Miranda got you, too. <laughs> that man. Um, but it's April 27th, 2010. In this year, brand new technology. Guess what just debuted? Think, think about what if what would have been put out. I'll give you a hint. It's an Apple product. <gasps> I don't know. The iPad. 
Oh, that's right. Wow. Lady Gaga <laughs> wore slabs of meat to the VMAs. <laughs> yes. Iconic. Uh, <laughs> she really is a fucking fashion icon, Lady Gaga. All right. Simon Cowell left American Idol. So this is when American Idol like officially died. Like, <laughs> yeah. He drove the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you guess what the biggest like phone game was that like, everybody was talking about? Fruit Ninja? No, that's a good guess. Temple though. Run? No. Oh, that was fun. No, it was Angry Birds. Dang. People loved Angry Birds. The date is April 27th, 2010. Miranda Cosgrove debuts her one and only studio album, Sparks Fly. Ooh. <gasps> and I think you probably have these stats, but I didn't realize Kissing You peaked at number 54 in the Billboard Hot 100. It did. Her album debuted at number eight on the Billboard chart. So on this day that it was dropped, April 27th, mm-hmm. the number one song, <laughs> totally forgot about this, Nothing On You by B.O.B. <laughs> featuring oh. Bruno Mars. Whatever happened to B.O.B.? <laughs> Other top songs, Rude Boy, Hey Soul Sister. Oh, I, I loved Rude Boy. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I didn't think you were going to say uh, Hey Soul Sister. Um Break Your Heart. Which, Kyle Cruz. Yeah. I was going to say, do you remember? In my head. Jason Derulo. Mm-hmm. Um, Need You Now, Lady Antebellum. Oh, that that song had a chokehold on people. It really did. Also, I think they're just called Lady A now. Oh, yeah. Mm, 2020 awakening. <laughs> <laughs> they said we got to change it. And that's when the Dixie Chicks went to the Chicks. Yes. Or actually, they might have done that before. Anyway. Telephone, Lady Gaga and Beyonce. Oh, telephone is that so was... fun on Beat Saber. I'm a B, Black Eyed Peas. Oh, God. <laughs> and freak. this is when this is. And Bieber fever. Oh. <laughs> spreading across the nation. It was the only global pandemic we could really imagine at the time. The teens. The they teens. Were, they were hormone peaking for baby. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's that's what the music landscape was wow, like. Wow. That's a great music landscape for, for this album to fall into. And contributions to the album's production came from very big producers. Someone we've seen before on this show, Dr. Luke. <laughs> The Matrix, which was a trio of songwriters, Rock Mafia, <laughs> and Rock Mafia, Max Martin, and someone who we haven't heard from, Dark Child. Dark Child, um, you would know Dark Child from Say My Name, Say <gasps> My Name. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. So we haven't heard Dark Child yet on this show, of course. Obviously, we've heard of Dark Child. I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I'm really bad you know with the like, songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the songs. songs. I was like, I don't know, producers. Yeah. Cosgrove has stated that in the album, she was trying to find her own style. So the album experiments with several different kinds of music. And the songs on the album generally deal with love and relationships. Sparks Fly. You said it peaked at number eight. I don't know if you said it sold 36,000 copies no, in its first week. I did not. Yeah. And uh, it 
of course, for received mixed reviews, some complimenting Cosgrove's vocal ability, liking it even to Miley Cyrus. Okay, that's not who I was going to say. I'm very curious mm. if me and you were going to say the same thing. While others were unimpressed with the album and criticized the production and lyrical content, calling it predictable and unoriginal. I mean, it's, it's a Nick star. Like, this is what I'm like... <laughs> And then they also went on to say the verdict on Miranda's musical effort is, like her album, a little confusing. I don't think she's quite at the point of being a mainstream uh, artist. She's got a little bit of work to do before that. But her bubblegum tracks are good enough to be played on children's radio stations like Radio Disney. Oh, Yo. my God. That Wait, why are burn. these so much harsher than for Vanessa Hudgens? This album was way better than Identified. I know. I agree. And, and those reviews are very generous to her. They were so mean. Because I thought... I can't reiterate enough how much better this oh, is than like Identified. Levels beyond. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vanessa Hudgens. La, any thoughts on the album cover? No. <laughs> the album cover... All right. So she was what? What did I say? Like 15 or in 16 or something? Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> I was expecting more. You have an album called Sparks Fly and you're like in front of foliage or something. <laughs> yes. like, I, wrote uh, it, I wrote, I was happy they didn't sexualize her, overly sexualize her because mm, she was so young. Good call, but they, good call. But they also didn't let her show any of that. Like you said, it was so dull. I wrote that yeah. it looked like Christian girls senior photos. <gasps> Yeah. That's so true. You feel that? Like it was, and like the outfit wasn't even like any of the things she was wearing in the music video or like had that edge. It, it doesn't even look she, like her style. She looked like Aeropostale on the cover. I it, don't know who that is. Aeropostale. Oh, Aeropostale. I thought you were talking about an artist. And I would say the music videos are like Delia's. So yeah, it just does, it's a mismatch. Oh, I it's love weird. Delia's. Oh, I totally had like I, some iCarly style for a bit from Delia's. <laughs> Wait, didn't Lee said... Oh yeah, Your my sister. My sister says that our decor, which let's be real, is my decor that Morgan <laughs> hangs up, um, is grown up iCarly coded, and I'm like, yes. So we're gonna jump right in now to our thoughts on Sparks Fly. It's like electricity. I might die. It brought us a lot of funny memes. I it love did. the <laughs> me <laughs> seven year old me when I stick a fork in the electric socket <laughs> sparks fly uh, or like 12 year old me when I put aluminum foil in the microwave. <laughs> yep. Kissing you was the sole single from the album. Uh, it peaked at number 54 on the billboard hot 100. And it's one of two songs on the album that Cosgrove co-wrote. And, uh, of course, Dr. Luke produced it. But good for her for writing it. In a 2021 interview, she said, I had a music career when I was 13 or 14, but I didn't really have any experiences. I was writing love, love songs, but I never had never been in love. Mm, um, relatable. But a few months ago, she had an interview about co-writing this and said it was about her first real love. It makes her think about being in high school. Oh, which is sweet. Apparently she likes that people currently back then. And I think still do make fan videos of her and Freddie. So of Carly and Freddie to the song and fan videos are such like an important part Aww. of fan culture. Yeah. Um, and I think because of her reboot, which we'll talk about a little bit later, 
I feel like there's been a revival of that kind of stuff. Cosgrove described the album's lead single as kind of a really happy, sweet song. Lyrically, the track talks of the feeling Cosgrove gets as she's kissing her boyfriend. The lyrics, as well as the melody, were received positively by several music critics. And if we can start sharing some of our thoughts now, like, I honestly, I have no qualms. I thought it aged really well. Um, like, n- no issues with the lyrics. Nope. So I think that's a huge difference from already from Vanessa's album. Like, these, this aged really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, when we were listening to it, I was like, okay, I can... I can jam to this. I was mm-hmm. very excited when the album started over and I got to hear it again. Oh, that's so I cute. I was like, well, I, I think it helps that I have the nostalgia around it. But no, I, mm-hmm. I objectively, too, because you really don't have nostalgia around it that much. No. Um, yeah, but, it's like a good song. Yeah. But can can we talk about the music video? Like we're, I'm sorry, but we're parts of it shot in front of a green screen. Oh my God. <laughs> I, 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 what I wrote was like, there's no way they shot this in front of a green screen, but it looks like they did. <laughs> Especially the parts when she's with her love interest in like what's supposed to be like the board, the, not the quote unquote boardwalk in Venice Oh, Beach. Venice Beach. Yeah. yeah. Oh That's, yeah. Those parts are like a like, green screen. Yeah. But I was, and when she was parts of her on the beach, I was like, but why wouldn't they just film there? Like they're in LA. Why would you re- recreate that? Did you spot what I spotted? The f- four to five plus different Keith Haring outfit changes? <laughs> no, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. That. It's really cool. I actually, lo- well, the bowler hat was something else with the statement necklace. Well, I was going to say, did, is, did you notice that? The bowler hat? <laughs> I'm telling you, they're going to come back. I had one. Um, but <laughs> she did have a lot of, like I said, Keith Haring outfits, you know, Keith Haring, right? 80s, yeah. like, yeah, gay artist. Um, the street artist vibe, I think was like, <laughs> funny to have for her. You know, mm-hmm. she's the cool girl um, but, of Nick. But like the stuff was really, some of the stuff was really cool. Like she had the barking dogs, I think on like a shirt. She had, um, she had like a pair of jeans with like Keith Haring embroidery. I'm like, oh, but, I want those outfits. But did you notice the like five to ten bracelets on her wrist? Oh, that was how like, could I miss the that, five to ten bracelets? That was so twenty ten. Like and of varying sizes. Like I feel like there was one that like it didn't have studs necessarily, but mm-hmm. maybe it was very textured. Oh, I remember like going into stores like Arrow and they'd sell like already multiple bracelets together mm-hmm. or going to Charlotte Russe and getting yeah. those. Uh, last thing I got to say is, and again, we'll talk about this track at the end. She's definitely matured a lot from about you now. So I was, once I heard this, I was like, I was looking forward to the rest of the album. Yeah, same. And also I think it's sweet that she co-wrote this and that she's both said like, Oh, it wasn't falling in love, fully in love, but like it was love. And it, for me, as a reminder that we need to take kids' feelings seriously. Mm. Moving on to Bam, which was produced by Bam, <laughs> which was produced by Antonia Armado. This producer also worked with Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez. So some some real pros on this album. Mm-hmm. It shows, except yeah. for this song did annoy the shit out of me. Okay, I wonder why. Probably because of this. So Bam is an electro pop beat. Um, Cosgrove singing about just being enthralled by someone almost to the point of uh, obsession. 
um, and how she hasn't been the same. Uh, I would say by 2010 standards, it's actually really catchy. You know, like I wouldn't listen to it today, but I can see it, you know, being a favorite back then. I can, I can see that. It was hard for me to hear that when I was listening to it, but I. But now that you said that, I feel mm-hmm. like I can understand. I mean, I think it was like the harsh alarm clock noises <laughs> were distressing me a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Uh, but that was more bam. the bam. I was like, this is kind of corny, but I don't even mind. The only thing I was like talking about, like being like an explosion, I'm like. If it's explode, it would be boom. <laughs> if I hit you, it would be bam. But I mean, love does hit you like bam. I'm just like, interesting onomatopoeia choice. But yeah, there was a line that really stood out to me. Maybe it did for you, too. I felt so secure with these walls around me. Boys will take me out, but bring me back where they found me. <laughs> yeah. And there's no harm, no foul, because they never got a chance to know me. I thought that was particularly deep. Yeah, no, they're the lyrics of these songs actually good. Yeah, I mean they're they're really not terrible. Next up, disgusting. It's a catchy pop tune where Miranda sings about how she's disgusted by how much she's in love with this guy, but it almost seems unrequited a little bit. I don't know if you heard that too. And honestly, <laughs> I was skeptical of the song at first, just based on the title, but I think it's perfect for this teen audience i this might be my potentially my favorite track of the album nice um because i can't let me know if you can hear this mm-hmm. this is like so avril lavigne so oh, much of her album is okay. avril lavigne like that's interesting you said that because i have something to share a little later on i don't want to spoil oh. it but actually the song, Disgusting, was originally written for Kesha's debut album, Animal. What? Yep. I can hear that, too. But it didn't make the final I cut, so Miranda totally got it. <gasps> That's why some of these songs are actually, actually good. good. Yeah, there's a quite there's actually, I wouldn't say a handful, but maybe a couple of songs that were originally for other big artists. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I <laughs> think Vanessa that... got none of that. Yeah, poor she Vanessa. <laughs> Let's sneak her night and hook it up. She got. She was the wish, the wish version of that <laughs> album. Seriously, but did she not have the like? Ew, love. It's very rocker chick. I just want to throw stuff around. It was great, Levine. and I I kind of loved this genre for her, and I also like that it shows up in an even better way later on in the album. I need you to listen to the "I Should Hate You" like. Listen to her singing it and tell me it does not sound like Avril Lavigne. Mm -hmm. It's great. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. So it is a cover song and it makes me wonder why she chose this song because I I found it hard to believe that she likes Jeff Buckley because I don't know who that is now and I definitely didn't know who it was when I was 13. I think it's the Hallelujah Dude. Okay. But yeah, I... I would not have known. And that's not to say that she didn't, but it feels like maybe she just liked the way it sounded. It does have a nice little ring to it. Yeah, it's it's catchy. Who was the original artist? Anyone notable? Not notable to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, yeah. They might be, but I don't really know them, no. But Finding Out was covered 
I'm like, oh, I got, especially it's like, it starts to snow. It's incredible. I'm like, girl grew up in LA. <laughs> <laughs> it would be incredible. It would be so incredible. I mean, I get it. It's romantic, but I'm just like, yeah, this is not the life she lives. Yeah. We've seen about her, you know, with her kissing you. Um, she's out there on Venice Beach. She's not like cozied up no. in a Hallmark movie. Hey, you. Now, uh, this is the first pop ballad that we hear on the album. It was produced by Greg Wells, who also produced for Katy Perry, Adele, Keith Urban. She sings to someone about how they see the beauty in everyone around them, but fail to see it in themselves. And I imagine a lot of teen girls are related to this. My head canon is that this song is about Jeanette McCurdy. Oh, my God. Because Jeanette McCurdy... (sighs) Her, okay, first of all, everybody go out if you haven't already. Read or listen to yes. her audiobook. Yes. 100%. I'm glad my mother died. It's heartbreaking, but also so witty. She's a brilliant writer. And her and Miranda's friendship, I feel like, was a huge part why Jeanette was like okay yeah. in any capacity. And she definitely yeah. was like really um, insecure. So it's cute to think of Miranda thinking about Jeanette yeah. for oh, this. I don't. I love I, this. Yeah, like I said, it's total headcanon. Um, also, like this girl that she's singing about seems to be like kind of optimistic and like really happy for everyone, and that's not who Jeanette McCurdy mm. was. Like she did not want to be there. She was mm-hmm. forced. So that's why I'm like, it's not about her. I'm sure it's not about her, but it would make sense, and it's cute. I I love that. And, and there was this one line that stuck out. If you fly like Icarus to the edge, I could be there talking you back. Don't forget. But you don't go there, do you? I, yeah, she doesn't go there because she does not have that hubris, that arrogance of Icarus. She just, she's so insecure. Yeah. Mm. And their, oh, their relationship was so sweet. And they're still like relatively close. I don't think like they used to be, but yeah. When I I uh, thought this little anecdote was funny from Miranda, she talked about how she was like maybe 13 and she stuffed her bra for iCarly because she just like was 13. <laughs> so relatable. So relatable. And that. like you're you're going through puberty on national television. That's <sighs> wild. Rough. So she stuffed her bra. I don't know what it was, but she had to go jump on this trampoline and it flew out oh, while they were filming and they had to like cut oh, on set but miranda is pretty sure that jeanette was the only one who knew okay um she's even not sure if you know she fully knew but like jeanette was like i i, I get it meanwhile <laughs> apparently the the kid who played freddie nathan was like what is that what happened he was like so determined like <laughs> oh he just was so like confused and really wanted to know which just like randomly flew out <laughs> and the way miranda described it she's like a cutlet she referred to it as a cutlet and i was like a cutlet of what uh, i never stuffed my bra i was about to ask if you did, did. You? i didn't stuff it but when i was in fifth grade i mean i'm like flat chested but a lot of the other girls in my class weren't so they were wearing bras and so I felt uncomfortable not wearing one. Did you get a trainer, as they call them? Oh, no, because my my mom was like, "You don't need this shit." <laughs> so she just gave me one of her wire bras. What? It was so uncomfortable. Okay, but if you so don't have titties, you definitely don't need a wire 
bra. Like I know the but ones like, that you could have gotten for your were just like little cotton girl, triangles. We didn't have the money for that. <sighs> but I got those um, at the start of sixth grade. This was like I'm at the sorry end. that you had to go through that. Thank you. All right, now we got There Will Be Tears. Again, more electropop. Um, I liked it. I liked it, too. I said it was another top contender for my favorite song. Nice. See, I liked the chorus. I thought mm-hmm. it was really well written melodically. Mm-hmm. There Will Be Tears, But They Won't Be Mine. It's a great line. How about You'll Be Begging for a Shoulder? You'll Be Looking for Someone to Dry Your Eyes? Mm. Yeah. I like that. Screw you. Yeah. Whatever kid at the mall was rejecting her. Yeah. The only thing, I don't know if this was her strongest vocal performance. That's fair. Especially on the chorus, it sounded a little, it was like hitting her upper register, mm. you know. But yeah, I thought otherwise it was uh, it aged well, and it was probably even better back then. Hell yeah. Again, not, it aged well in that I'm not going to listen to There Will Be Tears every night, but it it like wasn't. If it comes on, yeah. like yes. Vanessa Hutchins identified. Uh, well, speaking of off-putting, mm. this next song. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. I, I said this was my least favorite. Yeah, same. And I don't know if it's just because it was like the third electropop and like maybe the second one in a row. And so I don't know if I was just over it at that point and like fatigued. Mm-hmm. And then the lyrics... And I look so hot. The I boys w- forgot that after N comes O. Oh, oh. I literally wrote that down as corniest line of the album. <laughs> yeah, this. And then even like this one was like pretty. Bad. I'm out having my O. Oh, oh. Like you're out having your what? Your O? Your O. Oh, no. Disney would not let that fly. No. And I was like, is this like a weird version of like Dilemma? <laughs> oh, think about oh. <laughs> yeah this was easily the worst song on the album it's so bad skip this one yeah all right moving on to daydream which is i think for me my favorite song on the album you know why because more avril vibes yes this is yes. avril lavigne this like uh-huh. i need her i i wrote down i need to hear her cover Mm. Avril songs Yeah Because I know she'd kill it Yes And I was about to say So this was like Finally that pop punk Pop rock Type of feel We were looking for And I think it suited her So well vocally Yes This is her genre And I I loved it Absolutely Like I would listen to it today Honestly Yeah same As soon as the Pop punk guitar Came in I was Mm. like I was like She's about to deliver For us The way she breaks up Like daydream Lately Like Mm. Okay, babe, do satisfying you, to my ears. Do you know why it seems like it should be Avril Lavigne? Wait, was this another song that should it have been? It was supposed to be on her album, Under My Skin, which was released in 2004, and it was written by Avril Lavigne. <gasps> yep. Oh, my. I freaking knew it. My, my bones knew. Like, can you imagine, especially at that time, can you imagine getting a song from Avril Lavigne, like, in her heyday? Yeah. Because it was from her second album. Like, can you imagine that it was just like, oh, no, it's not for her album. And like literally that would be so exciting. Five, six years later, they're like, oh, there was this like this unreleased track from Avril Lavigne that she wrote. Yep, she wrote it. Oh, no wonder it was so good. Yeah. I mean, like, especially on the chorus, you can just hear Avril all over. That's what I'm saying. And like when you listen to the songs Daydream and I forget which was the other one I said. Disgusting. Mm hmm. 
and listen to not even just the sound, like the song itself, Miranda's voice. Yeah. When she says really certain words, her. I'm like, she sounds like Avril Lavigne. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh no, you're like legitimately talented. Like, cause there are other yeah. like Nickelodeon Disney stars. I'm sure that people try to put through and it's like, this is really not your thing. As final thoughts for Sparks Fly. I'm just really impressed by the way Miranda grew and advanced sonically, you know, vocally. Whereas I can't say that for Vanessa Hudgens identified. There was like no evolution. No. So, well, well, I guess we, if anything, I think the song, well, again, this is the production. The songs got worse because on Vanessa Hudgens first album, she had say, okay. And I forget another. Yeah. Baby. Baby Come yeah, Baby Come Back is like actually a good song and it aged well. Um Baby V. Baby um, V. Um About You Now is what had the Macy's Day Parade yes. performance. And I watched it. And I don't know if you were able to find a better quality, but I'm like, is this the quality we settled for in 2010? I was like, these are big pixels. Like, damn. Uh, is this what happened when we tried to DVR shit? Like, and this was from Miranda's page too. Like, I went oh, on her her YouTube page. Her, oh her YouTube God. page is so funny. It's really cute because. <laughs> and it's like, welcome to my page. Like, it's so cute. Like, there's videos of her literally introducing herself. Like, welcome to my page. It was like people were coming to iCarly real life. Um, I knew, yeah, I knew and like go, seeing that. her uh, do record signings like at Toys R Us, her jumping around yep. on the Macy's. <laughs> like, oh. But hold on, she blatantly lip synced. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, that's the Macy's Day Parade. They all blatantly lip sync. I can't even fault her for that. <laughs> and also. Isn't that what they all do? Also, like, I don't know. I've never watched it, honestly. But there was no, what? There was no energy. The awkward finger pointing, the like the awkward solo dancing, if you want to call it dancing. I, I don't think it's a lack of energy. It's just awkwardness. The About You Now music video. She, like, again, she's not a performer. It was just very awkward, weird, da weird dance moves. Um, That's a good when, way to when describe she went, it. She's like... <laughs> Not that kind of performer. In yeah, dancing, and and like when she went back around, she like flailed her arm <laughs> when she was like doing her dancing on on you know during that part of the music video. It was like back around. It was just really awesome. It's a catchy song. Yeah, I mean, it was you know first off, it was on her her debut EP released on February third, two thousand nine. The lead single was about you now, which is what we're talking about and had been talking about about um, you now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, the reason I think why it probably sounded pretty good now and, you know, was popular back then, in fact, it peaked at number 47, was because it was a cover of a the Sugar Babes hit single. Um, when was that single out? So the original was released in September 2007. So only three years before mm -hmm. that? Is that usual to cover a song that's that recent? It's happened sometimes. Okay. I didn't realize... That that was a, a song before this. I only ever heard it through Mar Miranda Cosgrove. Mm -hmm. What was the name of the band? Sugar Babes. Sugar Babes. They're from Britain. Okay. And they just. They're, I think they're See, I, just, I, just, I was going to say I just knew Spice Girls. Yeah. The notable thing for me about 
about you now was watching the music video on tv all the time like i felt like it played on yeah and one more thing so while we're talking about it being a cover the lyrics were slightly altered to be made more suitable to cosgrove's younger audience and then this version was promoted heavily on nickelodeon where the music video was played during commercial breaks i watched a lot of nickelodeon at this point mm-hmm. and so i saw this all the time i remember thinking her love interest in it was cute mm-hmm. um the moment where they're going up and down the escalators like the opposite direction and catch yeah. each other's eyes the slouchy beanie she's wearing that that the fashion yes the the fashion <laughs> and that was so funny there was like it had like every trend so nostalgic the one the one like friend of hers had like the br- the thin braided headband around like not on that like the head holding back your hair but just like across yes. your forehead <laughs> like this tumbler trend it was so funny the i forget if it was her guitarist her bassist had a was it a it's not a fedora but like a fedora like hat i don't know like a jason Mraz kind of looking outfit um <laughs> this music video is like burned into my brain all right final thoughts on about you now plus sparks fly as you mentioned the evolution between the two is impressive mm-hmm. and i really dug this album most of the songs age pretty well mm-hmm. and i think if there was more nostalgia associated with them i can see them being yeah re- really hitting today. yeah like definitely if, if you like because i didn't listen i watched iCarly, but i didn't listen to this album but i feel like right. if i had it would be one of those albums my mom or dad wouldn't hate listening to in the car <laughs> yeah you know and i would still like most of them today and mm-hmm. I, I still enjoy them i just wouldn't like have them in my my liked songs yeah um but i'm i'm so excited to hear that she had an avril song yeah it's so and awesome. that you like agree that she sounds like avril because it's like mm-hmm. one of the first things i thought and if miranda cosgrove put out a pop punk album today i would listen to it so this is basically the end of her music career i mean she had what like another ep but like yep which we'll listen to in a future episode but i mean what's the last thing we all probably remember her, her? it was kissing you mm-hmm. um so from there she just did some more acting she had little like roles she i think she had some point voiced something in a despicable me movie nice um but she came back into the zeitgeist (laughs) um when they did the iCarly reboot Ooh, did you watch that i did not watch it i will for this i kind of watch clips and it's definitely something where i feel like you need to have seen it before like it goes back to a lot of running gags. Her brother Spencer, um, I remember like I had a crush on him a little bit. He's still on the show. Jeanette McCurdy obviously is not. And the way mm. Miranda and her castmates respected that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're so proud of Jeanette. Ugh. It warms my heart. Yeah, that's great. The iCarly reboot premiered on Paramount Plus on June 7th. Oh, that's why we didn't watch it. <laughs> Yeah, who's exactly. Got, who's got Paramount Plus? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> unless Boo. my dad, unless a friend yeah. has and gives me yeah, a password, I'm Boo. not getting Paramount Plus. She was 28, and it aired for three seasons before it was womp womp canceled this October. Ooh. And I don't even think because it was doing bad. I think because the writer strike, and it was like, and it's just not. 
the money wise yeah it's some bullshit pay your writers yes but it did give fans what they wanted the credit ship sailed at last so there was that but it was cool she got to be an executive producer on it but the reboot was originally supposed to still be for kids like the um that's a raven reboot the the full house reboot and all that other mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And okay. she was like, no, she said, <laughs> I don't think any of us would have been up for that. What excited me about doing our Carly again was getting to put the characters in situations that we couldn't show before. Mm. So we get to see like her curse, them talk about like make <laughs> references to sex. And like, that was fun. I like, I would not have watched. I mean, I didn't watch anyway, cause I'm on a Paramount <laughs> blog, but I feel like a lot of people would have watched and I wouldn't even cared to like, look up clips and watch the clips i did um if it was still for kids like yeah that's not fun for me like the whole point is like nostalgia so exactly make it for us yeah why make it for new audiences like that's that's stupid yeah um but now that that's been canceled i think the main thing going on is her hosting and executive producing um, CBS Saturday Morning's Mission Unstoppable. I was watching it on YouTube. Oh, mm-hmm. it's part of like one of Gina Davis's foundations. Oh, I or love what? Gina Davis. Right, she's a babe. She is, and it's oh. an, it, the whole thing is it's an educational program about women in STEM. Oh, and it awesome. was recently renewed for a third season. I believe. <sighs> Shout out to Miranda and Gina Davis for that's awesome. Yeah, and I watched a few of like the episodes. I mean, the episode they're clips, few minutes each and she's so charming and it was sweet i showed morgan a clip where she talks about is it her name judith cohen oh yeah that's jack black jack black's jack black's mom and so she was a famous scientist and miranda like makes a a joke like a Mm -hmm. nod about how like oh who was a star of like some like old movie called school of rock (laughs) i heard the cast is really funny and talented and i was like oh (laughs) this is so sweet and also just makes me feel my age because Mm -hmm. i'm like oh this is for children and so school of rock would be really old for them Mm -hmm. and like they would have no idea miranda was from that yeah um so she came out fairly unscathed from that's that's rare yeah especially since she was on a fucking um dan schneider show so i mean i'm sure like she had trauma but she's pretty like Wait, how can I say she came out unscathed? She literally dealt with that fucking stalker. So oh, Miranda shit. was a guest on Whitney Cummings' podcast, and she so nonchalantly described the stalker incident, which ended in a dead body in her yard. Holy crap. Yeah, and she and like the one of the reasons it got went viral again was not just because it's a banana story, but mm-hmm. because she's just so calm when she tells it yeah and i'm like this must be just like a trauma response for her to have to like 100 percent. but it was really traumatic miranda is only 23 years old when this happens i mean it's traumatic at any age but oh, i can't imagine being 23 years old and you know living alone and well, i really can't imagine this living alone in a house that you bought at 23 <laughs> <laughs> um but i think for whatever reason she went to her parents house or somewhere else where she wasn't home and apparently she got a call at like i don't know three in the morning or something like that a man had been pacing back and forth in her yard for apparently Holy three shit. days and she hadn't noticed Holy and this whole time he was bearing knives <gasps> and rope 
And what randomly a lunchbox with like a chocolate milk or something. That's so scary. It's so fucking scary. And then Holy what shit. happened was, thank God, everyone was safe except for this fucker. I guess this guy was waiting for her. He was like wearing a trench coat and everything. Like, uh, Don't was, trust anyone in a trench coat. That's rule number one. <laughs> for real? Um, unless you're... What's his name? Go Go Gadget. Why can't oh, I think of uh, his name? Inspector Gadget. Unless you're Inspector Gadget, <laughs> why are you wearing a trench coat? <laughs> this man saw a woman in a similar car <gasps> as Miranda's no. and shot at her six times. Holy but thank sh- God, because she was still in her car, she, she got lit. away. Thank God. It was because it looked like her car. Like he thought it was her. And when she got away, he set himself on fire <gasps> and then killed himself. On her like front, yes, wa- yes, shit. on her in like on her property, he unalived oh himself. Was there like any explanation? As I don't to- know. There wasn't any more details, but she said this like nothing happened. She's like, yeah. So I went to stay at my parents for a while, and then I bought a new house. And I was like, yeah. Holy shit! This is also the same interview that again made its rounds on the internet because one of the questions is like, what's your favorite? Or like, do you, what's your favorite curse word? Like, yeah, I cuss a little. What's your favorite? Oh yeah. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. People love that quote because again, she's just like so sweet and unassuming and mm-hmm. grounded. But then yeah. it's like, she went through that fucking shit. Yeah. Also, she really didn't have like that awkward phase. I mean, I'm sure she did, but not in the public eye in the same way that like, Miley Cyrus had it mm. and Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a quote um, from, it might've been the Forbes cause she did get a 30 under 30. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. One of the things that was hard for me in transitioning into being an adult, it almost felt like I had to do something shocking or crazy to show people that I'm not who I used to be. I really struggled with that. I always felt like I should do things that didn't feel like me because you really do want people to see you as an adult. So she, kept the straight and narrow path of just yeah. being her. And I mean... She's probably surrounded by good people. Like, that always yeah. helps. And now we're going to have to go watch some iCarly, I guess. I guess so. Gotta show this one the culture. I'm very just uncultured. Yeah. Wake up, my mem- the members of my nation. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Thank you. Bye.